I've been in Baltimore, though, for 13 and a half years now. I know some of you are like, you only look like you're 15. How's that possible? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm more than 15. I'm 31 as of October last year. Oof. That's why I'm out of breath when I spin around three times. It catches up with you. Anyway, um, I've been in Baltimore 13 years, and I came here for art school. Uh, originally, that was my dream, not to be a pastor, to be an artist. Much like, well, the opposite of Van Gogh. You guys know Van Gogh actually wanted to, to, he went to seminary and they said, you're terrible at this, you should go do something else. So he went and became an artist. Mine was sort of the opposite story, okay? I said, I want to be an artist. It was in, in grade school, it was the first thing that I latched onto and said, this is actually something I'm interested in learning about. And I think actually tied to that, and many of you, if you're artists, it's probably um, some of this as well. Um, There was this sense that I was making something meaningful, therefore my life was meaningful. I know, it got really deep real quick. That was eighth grade. I still remember. I did this one project. I did this one project, and everybody loved it. And I was like, wow, there is something here. I got I to gotta do this again. Um, and so I latched on to it, and I found out about this. I went to public school in Louisiana, and I found out about this, um, this art magnet school. It was one of the best schools in the region in a, in a city that has a really bad public school system, much like Baltimore. Um, so think of, like, BSA. That, we had one of those in New Orleans, um, Baltimore School of Arts. So we had this place called New Orleans Center for Creative Arts. And I said, you know, i got to get in there. i got to get in there. And I did. And I went from, like, wanting to be a baseball player to wanting to be an artist. Just like that. People were upset. I quit the varsity team. It was over. I know. (laughs) Um, I want to be an artist now. And um, I, I started to pour everything into that. Um. Around that same time, uh, my family, just a little bit of background. I'm close with my family. I have um, four siblings, an older sister, two younger brothers, a younger half-sister. My dad's remarried. My, my parents divorced when I was about 10 years old. I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember that time, and I remember just trying to be okay with all the changes and things not being okay. And there was a lot that I just sort of tucked deep down and sort of hid um, didn't know how to deal with, and so I, I kind of took the positive, everything is golden, everything's good, just don't complain, just keep your head up kind of approach. And um, But things weren't okay, and uh, it wasn't until much later that I realized just the toll that that time and the dysfunction in my family really had on me, and it sent me into, I think, Uh, Rather than dealing with emotion, this place of just hiding that from myself and from my family and even just sort of escaping, um, always looking for a way to feel good about myself and about life. And um, anyway, in high school, art was a big part of that for me. And it was where I found worth. It was where I found satisfaction. It was where I found motivation. Uh, Well, my junior year... My parents, uh, my mom had remarried, and my stepdad decided they were going to move out of the city. 
Well, that was a problem for me because I was going to this magnet school, and I had to stay in the city to go to it. So my sister and I, for the sake of school, um, we stayed with my dad. We moved in with my dad. My dad was not really interested in taking care of us. Um, I think he thought, well, you're old enough to take care of yourself. And so that's kind of what we did. So if I didn't want to go to school, I didn't have to go to school. If I wanted to stay up really late, I stayed up really late. If I wanted to eat junk food and ramen for every meal, that's what I did. It was great at first. (laughs) Maybe for two weeks. I don't know. Um, But that's kind of how life was. So I had to grow up fast in that season, um, which, um, I don't know, I don't think it happened very well. Um, Also in that season, you know, I'd kind of grown up in the church and in that season just decided, you know what, the things that I thought I believed in, I'm not sure I believe anymore. And it started with actually just not having the people around me um, to kind of encourage those things. And actually my sister, who I really looked up to in that that regard, she just said, you know, I don't want anything to do with, with the church anymore. Um, she had been burned by some things, and at first I was like, you can't, you can't do that. You can't quit. What, what's your problem? And then I realized a few months later I was kind of in the same place. And I realized that actually I didn't have anything to really go off of. It was just I'd been doing this thing in my life because other people were doing it, because my family just, that's what we did. We went to church. You did that thing. Eventually I was part of youth group and I had friends there. But then eventually friends weren't enough for me to be there, to want to be there. And I didn't really know Jesus. I didn't, it wasn't like um, we, we had a relationship. It wasn't like I really knew who he was. And so when all the people who I felt like um, mattered in regards to that, we're no longer saying you need to do this. It kind of, um, the truth was revealed and it wasn't something I was interested in. And so I just poured into my art. I stopped going to church slowly but surely. Um, and I didn't really want to tell people, but that's where I was at. And um, I just decided, you know what, I don't need that anymore. And um, so fast forward a little bit. My sights were set on college at this point. I said, you know what, I'm going to get out of Louisiana. I'm going to get out of the swamp land, and I'm going to go somewhere where, you know, people have all their teeth and where, you know, just kidding. I love Louisiana. <laughs> um, so I went to Arkansas. No, um, I was like, I heard about this place called Baltimore. I was like, where's Baltimore? I don't know where Baltimore is, but it must be nice. And the reason I heard about Baltimore was because of the Maryland Institute College of Art. And um, they actually came to my school. They came for a visit. I was like, wow, that place is amazing. They showed us student work, and I was like, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do. I want to go to Baltimore. I want to go to the Maryland Institute College of Art. That's where I'm going to go. That was junior year. Uh, Senior year, things really took off, and I was... I was literally doing nothing else but working towards getting to Baltimore. Still didn't know where Baltimore was. Um, <laughs> and I did. I got, a, I got a top scholarship to come to Baltimore. Um, 
I, I can't go into this all right now, but it's crazy. Ask me about it later. I actually arrived in Baltimore, and I still hadn't graduated high school. I'll tell you that one later. That's a crazy story. I actually ended up getting my GED, but I didn't get my GED until I was already in college. That just goes to show you when God wants something to happen, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, it was a crazy story. Um, I'll, I'll return to that later, and I'm already making this way too long. So, um, But don't worry, pizza's not here yet, okay? So <laughs> that's our cue to wrap up when the pizza arrives. Um, Derek, remember that, okay? You're on pizza duty, right? Okay. So uh, I came to Baltimore, and Baltimore was like, like a new land, new beginning. That's what I thought about. I was like, you know, the things that keep sort of haunting me and I can't escape from, I'm escaping from those things. I'm moving to Baltimore, and um, I'm just going gonna to become a new person. That never really happens. Um, but I thought that, and I came to a new place, new beginning, new people, and I said, you know, I'm going to kind of rewrite my story here. I was really pretty insecure in my life. Um, believe it or not, I was deathly afraid of being in front of more than three or four people. I know, see? Some of you haven't heard this. <laughs> I was really insecure. And I thought, you know, I can be somebody else, and I can kind of make myself a new person, someone confident, you know? I can't get any, I don't think I'm going to get any taller, but I can maybe get a little more confident. That's kind of the person I projected when I came here. And um, I, I very quickly just kind of started a new beginning. My mom would call me occasionally and say, hey, have you found a church yet there? And I said, no, I haven't found one yet. Mom, it's kind of busy right now. A few weeks later, she'd call me again. Hey, have you found a church yet? I was like, no, I don't know where they are. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on, but I have not found one. Eventually, she stopped asking because she, she got the hint. I wasn't looking for a church. Um, and, um, you know, I, I did kind of start what I thought was a new life. And at first, it was awesome, um, or at least I thought. It was sort of like, I'm just going to do what I want. I'm going to try to um, just write a new story. Um, and... Uh, um, I got into a, a relationship for the first time, and at first I thought that was awesome, and I thought it was going great places, and then very quickly it was just like, this is a mess. How did it happen? Well, that lasted for three years, and um, then it was like crash and burn. Actually, it was burning for quite a while, <laughs> the wreckage. Um, my, my junior year, I got to go to Italy, and um, that was a dream of mine. I actually thought for a long time I would get a degree in Baltimore. I kind of realized quickly, I'm not sure I like this place. I hadn't heard of it before, but now that I've heard of it, I'm not sure I really like it. I want to go to Italy instead, Baltimore, Italy. So I went to Italy. I got to go to Italy twice. I actually spent four months in Florence. Um, amazing. If you're an artist, like, this is, like, the place to be. And you know what? I was in Italy, and this weird thing happened. I got there, and I was miserable. 
I was in one of the most incredible places in the world. I was seeing like stuff that I had read about in textbooks, art history class. I was seeing that stuff every day. I was eating the best food that there is, and I was miserable. It just did not add up. I was like, what is going on? Why is my life like this? I I just didn't know how to put it together. I was trying to pick up the pieces of a broken relationship. Um, I was trying to have fun. I was trying to ignore this thing deep down in my soul that was saying, um, you're missing something. And um, I realized one night on the, laying on the floor in the kitchen in my apartment, um, having drank a few too many beers, I think I'm depressed. <laughs> in the middle of Florence, Italy. And, um, you know, at the end of that time, I just, I kept looking to the next thing to sort of change the next thing to be different, the next thing to look forward to. And eventually it wasn't Italy anymore. Italy was coming to a close. I was coming back to Louisiana. Louisiana from Italy, you know. It's like, what do I have to look forward to back home? Not much. But I came back home and I just worked and I worked and I worked. And I actually thought I was going to go back to Louisiana. I was going to make some friends. I was going to uh, meet some people. I was going to have fun with my summer before my senior year of college. But that didn't really happen. I worked and I worked and I worked. And I was working 60 to 80 hours a week, mostly by myself. The depression and the loneliness just expanded. And, um, you know, it was the, in the middle of that summer that um, some people reached out to me, some old friends from high school, just to check in, see how I was doing. I said, man, you know, I could really use some friends right now. (laughs) Um, So I was like, you know, I know these people are Christians, and they probably want to do Christian things, but whatever. (laughs) I'll go hang out with them. So I went and hung out with these people. Big mistake. (laughs) They did want to do Christian things. Ah, it was so predictable. No, actually, they, they just, they were friendly, you know? I was like, wow. Um, it was company. I, I thought, you know, I can hang out with these people as long as we don't start talking about Jesus, it'll be okay. Well, wouldn't you know, eventually we started talking about Jesus. And um, actually, it was this one friend in particular. She just knew how to ask these deep questions that I was like, I don't know the answer to these questions, and yet I can't ignore them. It was like, you know, what do you fear the most? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe becoming like my dad. That came out of nowhere. What happened? Where did that come from? Maybe being a hypocrite. Maybe my life just dwindling, things like that. I could not get some of these questions out of my head. And there we were, we would talk about Jesus, and I'm like, okay, that's nice. Um, but God was speaking through, through these relationships, and I didn't even know it. So eventually, my friend who was a worship leader in her church, she says, well, why don't you come to church sometime? Come hang out. I knew you were going to ask me that. I knew it, because 
That's what Christians do. They invite people to church. Okay, fine. Fine, I'll go. So I went to this church, and it was a pretty charismatic church, and I wasn't very charismatic. The lady in front of me was spinning around, kind of like we did earlier. I wasn't used to that, though, and I'm just staring at this lady. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, this is fun. And um, that night, I don't remember what the pastor said. It was a great sermon. I know that happens a lot. Um, pastors everywhere, sad to hear that. Um, I don't remember the worship other than this pirouetting lady in front of me. Um, but I was sitting there, right, and doing what you do, wait for the things to end, head bowed, just hanging out. And the Holy Spirit met me. Now, I didn't know what it was like to be met by the Holy Spirit. But in that moment, I knew, God, you're here. I I was sitting. I had my eyes closed. Nothing was going on in my head. And then all of a sudden, there was this flood of thoughts. And those questions that I mentioned started coming back. But this time, there was clarity. This time, there was something different. This time, there was God saying, giving some understanding on my life. And I said, God, is that you? <laughs> I didn't think you existed. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big moment where you're like, um, I've, I've been under this impression that you weren't real. And he's like, no, I'm here. I was like, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> Not the first time that's happened, but this one seems pretty big. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I, I, it's funny, my sister was there with me, and she had no clue this was happening. I'm like this, I'm like, holy cow, what is going on right now? And I'm just sitting there, and I'm having this conversation with God, and I knew it. And I opened my eyes, and all I could see was my feet. And God says, those feet, those feet can take you wherever you want to go. But where do you want to go? And I said, wow, God, that's pretty deep. Uh, I don't know where I want to go. He said, you know, just look. Look at where you've been. How's it working out for you? I said, well, not too well, God. Things Things are quite the mess, but you probably know that. He said, well, you know, why don't, why don't you let me, why don't you let me give you a new direction? I said, God, I don't know what that looks like. I don't even know what that means. But uh, I think I want to give it a try. And I said, I said, God, but you, you need to know something. This is a really bad time for this. I'm about to go back to art school. They don't like you at art school. And... Um, and, and actually, I don't know anyone that likes you at art school. This is a really bad time for this, God. Can't we wait till after I graduate? God was like, just trust me. Okay, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but okay, I'm done. I'm done doing this on my own. It's, it's not working. That's all I knew. And, and I knew this. I knew that he just said, trust me. And I said, I knew that night, I knew things were going to be different. Things were going to be different. I didn't even know how. I just knew things were going to be different. And I walked out of that place a different person. 
my sister was totally confused. She was like, I was sitting right next to you. We're in the car. I'm like, something's, something's changed. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, well, I kind of had an encounter with God when I was sitting there pretending like I was praying. <laughs> um, and everything has changed. And everything did change. That depression, it, it, it lifted. Um, a lot of things that I had thought about life just changed. Like, nobody said anything to me. It was just different. I had told someone, I literally told my sister the week before, I don't want anything to do with marriage ever. Now I've been married for six years. By choice. By choice. That changed. God, you're so good, and, and you want good things for, for me. Um, and I said, for the first time, you know, when you've been living your life on your own, however you want, and then God interrupts that, um, you might have had this thought before. For me, I had this thought. I said, God, what have I been doing with my life? I've been, I've been wasting it. I've been wasting it. But now it's yours. What do you want? What do you want me to do? What do you want to do with my life? Anything, God. Anything you want to do, it's yours. And I meant it. I meant it. And I said, I don't need to go back to art school. Really, God, did I tell you they don't like you there? <laughs> I don't know how that's going to go. It's probably not going to go very well. I'll stay here in Louisiana. I love people without their teeth. He said, no, I want you to go back to Baltimore. I said, really, God? Are you sure that's a good idea? He said, I want you to go back to Baltimore. So a week before Hurricane Katrina, I came back to Baltimore for my senior year. That was kind of crazy. Then I said, God, did I, made a mis- did I make a mistake? He said, no, this is where I want you. So I was in Baltimore when that happened. I was in Baltimore. It was my senior year, and I knew things had changed. I didn't know how things were going to be different. Uh, I found a church here called Grace Life Church, because I was like, God, I need some people who know you, who like you, please help me. It's like, it's called the internet, try using it, you know? I said, okay, okay, all right. I walked up to Johns Hopkins, and I went to church for the first time in Baltimore, um, and uh, I met some amazing people, and I got connected, and and then a week later, I, to much to my surprise, I found out that there were some people at Micah that actually liked God that actually loved him. Wow, that was exciting. I heard rumor that there was maybe two or three Christians where they were like unicorns, you'd never see them. But there was like 20 or 30. I was just like, how is this possible? And God was just connecting me with people and putting fellowship in my life, and things were changing. I had to explain to my roommates, hey, Things are different. The, the John you see is not the same John that, that was in Italy that you saw a few months ago. I even made a bet with my one roommate because he's like, I don't believe you. I don't believe that things have changed. You're the same John. I know your weaknesses. I know, I know, you're just, you, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying around. I made a bet with him. He said, you, you, you know, this is how much you're the same. You're going to be back with that girl you were with because, you know, you were miserable without her. I said, I'll bet you a steak dinner. That's not happening. I won that bet, by the way. I'm still waiting for the steak dinner. <laughs> anyway, 
things were different. Things had changed. And God started doing some amazing things in my life. And um, I thought I was going to go back to Louisiana after um, I graduated. It didn't happen. (laughs) Anybody else have that story? You know, you were like, I'm ready to leave God. He's like, not yet. (laughs) When God, maybe not for a few more years. Yeah, that's what happened. So I stayed here for grad school. That was a miracle. I had a teacher um, still in my senior year. I was um, supposed to apply for this grad program. I was late for the application because they gave me the wrong application date, due date. But I had a teacher who had a dream that something was wrong, and she looked into it. And when I told her I missed the application date, she said, I had a dream that that something was wrong and I needed to fix it, and it was about you. This lady, um, as far as I know, doesn't know Jesus, so God was giving other people dreams. Um, I'm like, I don't know um, theologically how this is possible, but okay. She said, you know, I got it taken care of. She went to the um, admission department. She said, hey, um, you need to give this guy as long as he needs for his application, and they did. And then I got into grad school. So I stayed in Baltimore. Then I finished grad school. Actually, grad school was a terrible um, year for me. I paid a lot of money for a really terrible year. <laughs> it's a good investment. <laughs> God was really teaching me some things. It was actually the hardest year of my, my life. Um, but you know what, it was one of those years, like trial by fire kind of years, and um, God was really teaching me, you know what, when you follow me, not everything's going to be um, cloud nine, you know, and there had been just kind of miracle after miracle in my life, Think it, these clear interventions uh, where God is just like, like that teacher kind of thing, and then I had a year that was just like walking through the mud, and um, but I knew, God, you put me here, so I'm here, and I, I can't go anywhere. Actually, I wanted to quit grad school and just go to seminary. And I was thinking, God, you love seminary. Why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't you want this? Come on, please. He's like, no, no. And so I stayed. I stuck with it. And actually, by the end of that year, I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a, I'm gonna be a community arts coordinator for however long I need to be, and I I was ready to do that. And a week before I was finalizing that application, um, I was in prayer, and I wasn't even, I don't even know what I was talking about. Um, But God was like, things are changing. And I actually saw a picture of me standing in front of a crowd of people talking. And it was something in my heart just kind of jumped, and I knew it was God saying, okay, I'm moving you on to what's next. And um, so I had to break that news to my, um, my director. And she's a Christian, so I, I knew she would understand when I said to her, hey, I, um, I don't know what, but God's moving me on to something else. So I go to her. I go to tell her that. I tell her that. She starts giving me a prophetic word. I didn't even know what that was. She's just kind of looking up and and uh, she starts speaking this thing, and I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> I don't even know, but she's like, you're right, 
you need to move on. This is the time God has um, given you the green light, and we're behind you 100%. I'm like, you are? She's like, yes, and I see, I see a family in the future. I see um, this is the time that God's um, saying you're, you're moving into full-time uh, vocational ministry, and I'm going to take care of it, and don't worry about it. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty awesome. This is way better than I thought it was going to be. And so that was really the beginning of of me moving towards where we are now. Um, I could share more of the story, but pizza's probably um, on its way up the stairs in a a minute or two. And I want to wrap this up. Um, You know, one of the things that God showed me um, shortly after I, I... um, said yes to him was the things in your life that you think that I wasn't involved in because you didn't acknowledge me. Is it pizza? That might have been prophetic. There it is, see? All right, stay focused for a couple more minutes if that's even possible. Um, the things in your life that you thought I wasn't involved in, that you thought I didn't see because you didn't acknowledge me and because you didn't know me? Well, it's not true. It doesn't work both ways like that. Just because you didn't acknowledge God in your life, just because you didn't um, think he was real, just because you didn't think he had a plan and a purpose for you before you ever said, God, I like you, um, it's not true. And he began to show me piece by piece all the things in my life that he had been arranging, he kind of, he said, let's review the tape. And he took me back and he showed me how he got me into college even when I didn't have a GED and shouldn't have showed up here, much less had a scholarship. I said, yeah, God, that was you, come to think of it. He showed me moment by moment how he had been there, how he had been um, working in my life even before I wanted anything to do with him. And, uh, you know, that is an amazing truth about who God is. And I'm sure that if if you look back on your life, you could say the same thing, that before you wanted anything to do with him, God was initiating, he was um, intervening, he was wooing you to himself, he was caring for you in ways you, you, you probably don't even know. And even now, that's true. And so I just want to encourage um, each of you tonight. That's who he is. That's who he is. And I could go on and tell you all the ways he's continued to do that since coming to know him. Because the testimony, it actually keeps getting better and better. You know, it didn't stop getting good once all the sinning, you know, was in the rearview mirror, which it's not by the way, but, you know, the really good stuff, you know, that we like to talk about, yeah, that was how bad I was kind of stuff. Um, The testimony is getting better because God is so good, and life with him is amazing. Not always easy, but amazing. And so I just want to encourage you guys tonight. I really believe that... um, God just wants you to know that not only has he been in pursuit of you, but he is pursuing you even now in ways that you can't even see or imagine. He's got amazing 
things in store for your life that you believe that. And maybe even before you're on board and maybe even before you believe it is still true. So I just want to pray. Um, we're going to take communion tonight. And um, I just want to pray that you would be encouraged because um, of the faithfulness of the Father. The faithfulness of the Father. He knows what he's doing. He knows what you need. He knows what you need because he knows who you are because he made you. And even now when you don't see it all, when you're not sure of your circumstances, much less yourself, God is. He is. Do you believe that? And will you say yes to the question, will you trust me? Will you trust me, Lord?